Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by basketball player Raekwon Evans. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So, my first question is kind of always the same. I kind of differ a little bit, but what made you fall in love with basketball? Oh, uh, so at a young age, um, from from what I can remember and what I know, uh, my father he put he put the ball in my hands. Um, my mother and my dad would tell me all the time that, you know, we grew up in the gym, my dad playing in tournaments and traveling all over. So I kind of naturally fell into it. I mean, thank, thank, thankful for my father, because, you know, I think if he didn't put the ball in my hands, I don't think I would have picked it up at all. So, um, that's, it's very minimal, but that's really all I know is my, my dad. That's awesome for sure. And, you know, there's so many athletes that that's their same story mom dad siblings someone in their family gave them that love and that's awesome that your dad did that with you no definitely thankful (laughs) for sure so then you know obviously growing up you uh became a star at skyview so tell me what it was like you know growing up and having that stardom in high school um it was different um i grew up kind of all over the place so before i moved to uh montana we were living in Minnesota. So in Minnesota, I played against um, a lot of big players. Um, I played against, you know, people like Trey Jones for the Spurs and like Gary Trent Jr. from um, the Raptors. So I kind of, I seen how they kind of lived their life and the attention they got. And I didn't really think anything of it. And when I got to high school and it kind of started happening to me, it was different. Um, I think I didn't really like it just because I never really viewed myself as like that type of person. So it it was a little different, you know, eyes always being on you and a lot of people kind of giving you, you know, the credit um, in the sports world. But it's one thing that is still kind of weird to me. I mean, I personally don't like it, but I mean, that's just it kind of comes with it. So for sure. So, you know, you mentioned those names and obviously they're in the NBA now when mm-hmm. you were playing against them at a younger age. Did you kind of see like, hey, they're next level. They're going to make it to that next level. Did you see that in them? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, watching a lot of basketball, you can kind of tell, uh, you know, who, who really has it. Um, at the time I didn't really take basketball too serious. We were in junior high when I was playing against guys like that. Right. You really start to notice when you see them on like ESPN rankings and you see them, you know, all over YouTube and like the type of families that they're in, you know, family, family members being like former, like NBA players and things like that. You kind of, you kind of get the gist pretty early playing against guys like that. For sure. For sure. So then, you know, you made the move here, obviously to Billings and you played Mm -hmm. at Skyview. And what was that experience like for you? Um, It was different, honestly. Uh, You know, coming from Minnesota is very diverse. Um, You know, I was playing with a lot taller kids. I was playing with um, 
you know, just all different backgrounds. So coming here, uh, Montana definitely has a different style of play. I would say it's very, very fundamental. Um, so it was kind of hard for me to pick up on those things. Cause I came from a place where everybody is like really flashy. Everyone's, you know, so I kind of developed that game, but when I got here, um, I mean, I had fun. I learned along the way. Uh, I love, I love Montana basketball now. I mean, there's so much great talent and it's growing, you know, very rapidly, but it took me a while to adjust, but around my sophomore to senior year, I kind of figured it out. That's awesome. So then what is your favorite memory of playing, you know, for the Falcons over there at Skyview? My favorite memory is probably the back-to-back uh, -back championships. Um, I didn't really know how big that was at the time until it really happened and to see, uh, you know, everybody's reactions, my teammates' reactions who who are from Montana. Um I mean, I'll never forget those days. I mean, just that moment when the buzzer went off, it was just a great feeling to see the crowd very hyped, to see my teammates hype, my coach. Um, he was a new head coach, and to see him win his first championship his first year, uh, it was great. And I just I just loved every bit of it. <laughs> That's awesome. So then, you know, coming out of high school, you went to North Idaho College, mm -hmm. which is a JUCO. So I guess when did you know you were going to go to the next level, and what made you decide to go the JUCO route? Yeah, so college basketball has always been um, a dream of mine. Uh, I dreamt of it ever since I was a little kid. And because I had really bad grades, I wasn't the best student. Um, I had some terrible grades, so I had to attend junior college. And actually, my wife now, how that happened is she took a visit to North Idaho. And she kind of put the word in the coach's ear for me. And uh, I was committed to Rocky at the time. So I was committed to Rocky and then I got a phone call from them and they wanted to, you know, come check me out and meet. And then after that, I mean, it all kind of worked out for itself. So it, it it's, it's a step up from high school, but I mean, I fulfilled the dream of even going to play, you know, junior college basketball because not a lot of high school athletes get to even do that. Right. Yeah. So For sure. So for high school athletes that are kind of, you know, in that junior senior realm now, mm -hmm. what are some advantages you saw from going to that junior college level um I think it's uh it, it is a step up from high school so you know the pace is different um I think it's I think it's good for any athlete who's considering it because you still experience college on your own for the first time you know leaving home for the first time um responsibilities you have a lot more responsibilities you know the accountability from teachers and things like that isn't really um as important, I want to say, just because, you know, these professors are dealing with hundreds of kids daily. So you don't have somebody on you every day. So it's right. different. It's, it's a different adjustment, but I believe it's a great step for anyone who's looking to um, further their career. And I just think junior college, like I had one of the best experiences of my life. I met a lot of great people. Um, some of my best friends now I met from junior college. And I definitely suggest if anyone can attend junior college, they definitely should. That's awesome. So then you know, obviously you were very successful at North Idaho to where you got the opportunity to go to Florida State. How did that come up? You know, I mean, that's moving all the way across the country. Uh, like, how did that come up? Uh, man, that was I, I was taken back by that. Uh, a former a former Florida or a former NIC athlete played at um, Florida State, Brian Angola. So. Um, my sophomore year, I was getting offers from a lot of schools and getting a lot of interests. And I committed to Utah State around Christmas time. And 
I went on my visit, you know, it was a great program. Um, they made it to March Madness almost every year. And I just, something told me that, you know, I should try to seek a different school. So I kind of gave it some time, continued to play. And uh, I got a call from uh, my assistant coach at the time. At, I think it was like seven in the morning. And he was like, hey, uh, Florida State wants to offer you. And uh, Coach Ham is going to call you in a couple minutes. And then he hung up. So I was like, you know, still trying to wake up, still trying to process everything. And then Coach, Ham Coach Hamilton calls me. And he was like, hey, he's like, hey, Raekwon, uh, you know, we want to offer you a scholarship. Uh, if you're serious about us, we're serious about you. And I'm still waking up. I'm still like in shock because like it's the ACC. So uh, I was a little taken back by it. And I just committed on spots. I was like, yes, I was like, I'd love to attend. I didn't even go on a visit yet or anything. But I mean, I feel like Coach Hamilton has a great reputation. Florida State has a great, great reputation. And you're playing against some of the best talent, you know, in the world. So um, it was a no brainer. I mean, the minute he offered me, I committed right on the spot. That's awesome. So then, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a huge UNC fan. So, um, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. But, um, so being in the ACC, getting to play, you know, in those historic arenas, like obviously Florida State, mm -hmm. Duke, UNC, what was that like for you being a kid from, you know, I mean, obviously Minnesota, but then Montana too. Man, it it's something I'm very thankful for. I mean, words can't even come close to describing just being in that moment. Um, you know, it's 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 everything you see on TV times a million, you know, the noise, the the fans, the lights, like the colors, everything. You notice everything, like the smells, like how people act, what they say. Like you you just take you just take it all. And um when I was when I first played at Duke, uh, I was so nervous. I mean, very historical place playing against Coach K. Right. Uh, you know, the Cameron Crazies have are uh pitching tents up outside of the gym and waiting days for the game. And it, it was just amazing. I mean, a lot of my family got to come to a lot of games, so they got to experience experience that with me. And I'm very thankful for that. But man, I think just that those experiences alone, I, I couldn't be more grateful. It's just something that, I mean, it's very hard to put into words. That's awesome. And then if I'm remembering right, you got to go to March Madness with Florida State. Yes, sir. My Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, what was that experience like? Yeah, that was very cool, too. I mean, um, again, I wasn't trying to get starstruck, but it was so hard for me not to uh, watching March Madness every year, filling out brackets and then like you're a team participating in it. So it was different. You know, I had to kind of learn how to flip that switch. But, um, you know, thankfully, my first year, we made it to the Sweet 16. Um, they, the year prior to that, uh, got canceled because of COVID. So we didn't get to attend um, the ACC tournament or March Madness. But my second year, um, you know, played alongside a lot of great players, got to experience that with them, um, got to experience that with my family. Some of my families was able to come to that. And it, it, it was amazing just being in that atmosphere, seeing the March Madness, seeing all the teams come. Like it felt like a big AAU tournament, but it really wasn't. <laughs> I mean, so it was very cool. That's awesome for sure. So Talk to me a little bit about that COVID year. How weird was that as a student athlete to go through? Uh, man, it was tough. Uh, it was it was very hard uh, mentally just because, you know, athletes, if if you get a positive or you get a false positive, the, re the repercussions from that are a lot more serious than if you're just, you know, a student. So, for instance, for us, if we even got if we even got a false positive, we'd have to quarantine for two weeks. So wow. all courses were online. Um, 
it, it was hard because you couldn't go eat at restaurants with your teammates. You couldn't, you know, really have as much bonding time as you wanted outside of the gym. So it was hard on the mental. I mean, it was literally the gym or the apartment. So it, it, it was tough. It, it was very tough. But um, I mean, I feel like I learned a lot from it. I learned a lot of healthy habits from it, you know, spending that alone time. And but it, it was different. I mean, obviously, it's something the world's never seen. So to be in that. Uh, that's something that was just, it was very uncomfortable, I would say. For sure. So, you know, I want to bring up something and I hope you're okay with me bringing up. Um, You lost your brother to cancer. Yeah. And Purdue did something completely amazing. Talk to me about that for you and what that was like for them to do for you. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. Um, When I think of amazing just because it was a game that was very, very competitive, but also at the time it was a, it wasn't a big rivalry, but I mean, it was a game that we needed, but mm -hmm. um, for them to take the time to do that before a game like that, I mean, it, it means a lot to me because it showed that, you know, as competitive as the basketball world is that, you know, there are people who, who really care and can put basketball aside. So you know, during that time, I really needed it. I didn't get to attend the the game. But um, when I got back to Florida, you know, I got the card and it's something I still have to this day. And it just meant a lot to me. I think it's something I needed just because, you know, I was so rooted into basketball and then to be able to or to lose my brother, who was kind of like that piece of the family that was just different, you know, that held everyone together, that didn't worry about sports, just loved life, just loved, you know, his son loved his family and to lose that piece, it was very hard, but Purdue, um, Purdue made me very happy and I was very thankful for them for doing that. That's amazing. So then, you know, post, um, post college, yeah. you went on to play a little bit of European basketball. Talk yes, about sir. that experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, it was, uh, it was an experience. I mean, I've never been out the country before, so you know, it was, it was hard for me at first. Um, my daughter was just born in July and I had to leave her the month after for a couple months. So that was very hard. Um, you know, I couldn't understand what anybody was saying. I couldn't understand the currency and it was challenging. I mean, basketball, thankfully I had basketball because that really helped me out. And, you know, the play style there is very different. It's very team oriented. So, you know, it's a lot of sets, a lot of, a lot of, a lot more of trusting your teammates, but I mean, the people were great. Uh, the environment I was, was in was great. It kind of reminded me of Montana a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of mountains and hills everywhere and animals. So it didn't feel too far off from home, but uh, that's an experience that I was, I was definitely thankful for as well. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't be more thankful for that. That's awesome. So <clears throat> what kind of led you to do that, you know, go overseas and play basketball? Uh, I had a dream to be a professional athlete. Um, so when the opportunity was presented, I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't deny it. I worked all my life for it. And um, I was able to accomplish that. Um, you know, I got released early from the team in December. But to be able to fulfill a dream of mine is uh, something I'm definitely proud of. I'm definitely thankful for all the people who helped me pursue that dream and in my development. But uh, to be able to say that I was a professional athlete, uh, I, I, I definitely uh, checked a box off on my list of dreams. So that's awesome for sure. So now you're doing a lot of motivational speaking 
and talk to me about kind of like what guided you to want to do that and what it's about for you. Yeah. Um, so I'm a very uh, firm believer in my faith. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time at church and, you know, just working on my faith and, you know, following a creator. And it was weird because the last couple months in Sweden, um, you know, I couldn't stay healthy. I got sick a couple times. Uh, I kept getting injured. So I was missing practices, missing games and everything just kind of seemed like it was falling apart. So, you know, I continued to pray it. I continued to work on my faith and, you know, we were led home. My wife and baby were with me up there and we were led home and I just naturally fell into speaking. I met with, um, you know, a, a man here who has his own nonprofit foundation, who's a great man, uh, Tough Harris. Um, he's like my mentor. So we kind of met up with him and he just presented the opportunities. Like, yeah, I think you should public speak. Like it would be great. And then, uh, I mean, the rest is kind of history. I'm still learning it. And I fell in love with it. I mean, it brings me a lot more joy than basketball, surprisingly, just because I get to help so many young athletes and I get to help so many kids learn from my mistakes, you know, as a human and as a as a student and a basketball player. That's so awesome. So, you know, I've kind of I've from the sidelines seen what you're doing with your speaking and the whole programs that you're doing. And um, they really focus on mental health a lot. So. Yeah how important is that with student athletes and how much is even the importance of it changed now from what it was when you were going through and all of that? It, it's something that's very important to me because it's, I struggled with it. Um, you know, I struggled with toxic masculinity. I struggled with how to carry myself as, as a, as a young man and uh, to be vulnerable. I feel like, you know, as a student athlete, you know, you're, there's already all these stereotypes about you of how you're supposed to present yourself, you know, what you can feel, what you can't feel. And that was very tough on me because um, I, I was a very emotional person, but, you know, because of toxic masculinity, I just felt like I couldn't release that in a healthy way. So it led to me playing bad. It led to me, you know, like misusing substances and things like that. And I was just in a very bad place. So now I'm in a great place thanks to my wife and, you know, thanks to my church community and my, my family members. So now I advocate that for a lot of, of these younger athletes because no one was really helping me with the mental health side when I was younger. So it all stemmed from when I was younger. And that's, that's a lot of part of, or that's a big part of my speaking because I know there's kids out there who, you know, go through all types of adversities, all types of traumas, but um, both men and women. Right. So I, I I, yeah. And I try my best to just help them, you know, find healthy ways to cope with it. So they're not damaging their mental, not damaging their bodies and, you know, throwing away opportunities that they may have in the future. That's awesome. So I've obviously seen your events pop up throughout town, but what's next for you with your public speaking? Man, just continuing to connect with schools. Uh, I just, I just love helping kids. I love helping high school students, you know, people who are trying to transition into that world and, you know, right now I'm just, you know, reaching out to schools, trying to help in any way I can help run camps. I just want to be involved as much as I can. Um, I retired from basketball. I made that choice through my faith. So I'm stepping away from the professional world and stepping away from what I want to, you know, help others and give a lot of, or give others opportunities and chances. So, yep, just, you'll probably see me at schools and basketball camps from here on out. So, Hey, you know what? That's not a bad life either. Right. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey, Raekwon, I want to thank you so much for coming on, 
telling your story and telling us about what you're doing now and hopefully that it'll just be getting bigger and better for you yeah that would be great you know you can't you can't reach all the kids but if you can just help one you know so my wife always says so i definitely thank you for having me on i thank you for you know giving me the time and you know the platform to share my story with people and you know kind of share what i'm about i definitely appreciate it of course man thanks so much for agreeing to come on also so sir all right we'll do it again sometime definitely have a great rest of your day today yep you too thank you Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it, and hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.